on 95.1 KYM, and we are very pleased to be joined right now by District 58 Representative Christy Purcell. Welcome, Representative Purcell. Thank you. I'm just the A side of Senate District 58, so well, just 58A. You're right. 58A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. Pat Garofalo's got the B side over there. So. <laughs> How's, uh, what do we got, three weeks left now? Th- two. Two. After this weekend. Weeks which left. I'll be working today and tomorrow, yeah. but then... Uh, I like to round it down to two. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, uh, bumped into, well, uh, uh city councilor Davin Sokup, who, uh, is, uh, also, uh, uh, works in the Senate. Oh my gosh. She's so busy right now. <laughs> he, he, yeah. He just, he, he just looked at me and said, I can't wait for the end of May. I just, yeah. He's just- and he's doubled up too. So he's being the committee assistant for the housing conference mm-hmm. committee. And then he's being the, uh, legislative assistant for the cannabis bill yeah. conference committee. Yeah. We are, we are going to bring him in after the, uh, the session is over. Yeah. We're gonna, Give we're him gonna a beat to, to like, yep. Get some Catch sleep. Your breath. And, yes. Yes. Exactly. But he's doing amazing, amazing exactly. stuff out there. Um, you, however, uh, are not doing, doing anything. Yeah, no, no, you're not, you're <laughs> not busy at all. Um, uh, last time you and I spoke, you had just been selected and put upon the, uh, the ag conference committee. Yes. How's that going? Uh, it's so interesting. Yeah. I, I'm, it's kind of a thing where I'm just back to ground zero. Like, I don't know how any of this works. So we had our <laughs> first meeting Monday. Okay. Gosh, the way the days pass. Yeah. I believe it was Monday. So it was three, uh, representatives mm-hmm. and then three senators mm-hmm. and um and basically staff kind of walked us through a side by side of oh here's the house's bill that they passed right. and here's the senate's bill and what they passed and highlighted the similarities and the differences and i it never occurred to me which is so interesting as an english major and a person who used to write um how different even when things are the same yeah there's still differences in basically just style you you put a comma in in in, in a different different place and uh, changes the sentence. Absolutely, yeah. and then the governor can't sign it. Like it has right. to be exact. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of this process I have learned is just a lot of the like, okay, we'll take the Senate language for this, mm-hmm. we'll take the House language for this, and just sort of like melding the, um, just like the technicalities. Mm-hmm. So, um, for example, there was one sp- spot where we had the same, you know, effective information what was going to go into law yeah but the senate version they put um an effective date after each like sub header and we just put one at the header okay that was like you know this entire section begins august 1st 2023 right. or whatever it right. is and they put it and every you know effective august 1st effective August on every like a b c d so something like that yeah it doesn't actually change what is written in the law but in order to have the exact same wording right. and language right. that now after uh, after tomorrow, hopefully we'll have the finalized version, then it has to go back to both chambers to be voted mm-hmm. upon. Mm-hmm. So then the governor can okay. sign it. So th- those, and I, I would hope, and I don't know over this for sure, but I would hope that those are sort of the uh, the easier things to work out in a conference yes. committee, right? Right, right. Um, but you've, you've, you've talked about this grain indemnity fund, indemnity fund yep. that you, uh, uh, has been passed on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, the house has a lot more money or the Senate has a lot more money in their ability. Correct. So how do you, how do you balance something like that out? Well, I think, um, so the, the two chairs have done a lot of meeting with 
staff just to sort of sort out. We, I think what's going to make this part of the process a little more streamlined is that we had these um, joint targets. So it's not like our bill says, hey, we're going to do... 150 million over base and there says, oh, we're going to do 50 million over base. So we are working with that same end number, which I think is more helpful. And then the chairs kind of figure out like, okay, well, we had the grain indemnity fund at 5 million um, collecting a fee until it gets up to 15 and they have 14 million for starters Mm -hmm. and not needing to collect a fee until the fund goes down to 9 million or something like that. Um, So, uh, I actually don't exactly know where we are on that, but I know that the, the chairs have been uh, talking to each other. So That's Senator good. Eric Putnam, who actually uh, has a daughter who is my constituent. She's oh, at St. Olaf. Fantastic. Um, and then uh, Chair Samantha Vang from the oh, House. Right, so right. they And then the gavel switches back and forth, which day. So tomorrow, I hope, we'll be finishing up okay. and we'll have a, a public meeting that folks can stream if... You don't have anything else right. to do on a Saturday. Um, <laughs> it will be raining, so. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, so you, so um, Chair Putnam had the gavel on Monday, and then Chair Vang will have it tomorrow to then okay. hopefully wrap up and right. to be able to vote on all the things. Kind of an interesting process, isn't it? It is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, being a member of the House, uh, you guys passed a... Uh, I don't know if it's the biggest, like most monumental bill in, in that, that that's been passed this year, but it's a big it's up one. There. It's Paid up there. family leave, which I think we have been talking about uh, in this country and in Minnesota since I was nine years old. That sounds right. Yes, yeah, so which would have been like 1978, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Tell us about the paid family leave bill. Well, so we're the only industrialized country who does not offer paid yeah. leave. Say. Yeah welcoming a child into your family. So whether that's adoption, birth, um, perhaps you have complications after birth. Maybe you need to have a hip replacement. I mean, Mm -hmm. all of these sorts of things. Um, We know that larger companies and like state government, for example, that's that's one of the benefits. But when I ran a small local nonprofit uh, that works for clean water, we have (laughs) five employees Mm -hmm. and it's not something that we could offer to people. And so we would lose staff people all the time to work for the pollution control agency sure. to go and work for, um, you know, target or Cargill or right. these places that right. could, um, who, you know, built that into their business because yeah. it's the right thing to do mm-hmm. because it's a wonderful benefit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when I, uh, worked for a different nonprofit in the twin cities, when I had my kids, I would get, I think two weeks paid. Yeah. And then I was lucky enough that they said, well, then you can take another, you know, three months unpaid, Ugh. Okay. which I mean, that's not even an option for some folks. Right. No, it's not. And, um, that, uh, to, for, for me myself to go through that both as an employee and as an employer and wanting to give that benefit. So this is like 0.035% that the company can put into like a state fund, like the unemployment insurance mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. we were used to paying into. And then the employee can match that. I believe, um, we amended it to make it so that if there's like 20 or fewer employees, mm-hmm. then uh, the the business doesn't have to put in that part and the state cover. There's something. Okay. There's something to try to make it more affordable for the smaller businesses. A little, a little easier for small business. Yeah. But I think it's very affordable, especially because then 
when you do need to take that leave, you don't get a hundred percent of your wages, but you get paid something. Yeah. What what are the stipulations? How much leave are we are we offering? I think right now the version that we passed was um up to 18 weeks. Okay. So I believe there's like two categories. So one is this was all the way on Tuesday. So forgive me if this is not <laughs> this is not right. Um, um because it was 12 and 12. 12 weeks um for like a, a welcoming a family member, mm-hmm. 12 weeks for kind of an emergency like you know, aging parent, I have to go take care of this. Um, and then, so in total, those 12 and 12 would be 24. Now I believe it's 18 unless there's complications from a birth and people need that extra six weeks. Okay. So, so 18, 18 weeks, weeks, which works roughly out to about a little over four months. Right. And what we've seen in other States that have done this is that, I mean, people don't, you're not getting paid your full amount. Um, and so, um, there's a lot of talk about incentivizing people not to work. I mean, I know at my organization, we, we would all have all this extra vacation time that we didn't take. And, um, so I think, you know, the 18 weeks would be the extreme if you had two pretty, um, difficult life altering events. Right. Right. And, Hopefully that doesn't happen, but we know it does. Yeah. We're not robots, well, we're people. Have, you know, having never given birth, but have, having had two daughters and, and watching, uh, um, my, my mother-in-law, uh, get sick and pass away. Um, it's, this is, uh, this is really important stuff. And it's, it's a humane, yeah, compassionate it it, it thing is. to it do. Is. And we're hearing a lot that the sky is falling and, um, I just don't, believe that will be the case, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I, I just think it's important to support workers. Absolutely. Now you are today wearing a red shirt. I sure am. In honor of missing and murdered indigenous relatives. Relatives. Yep. It used to be missing and murdered indigenous women, yeah. but we know it's more than just women. But um, if you look statistically in North America, um, a lot of the unsolved disappearances mm-hmm. um, are of native women and native people. Right. And um, so today is a day that many of my colleagues and I and the uh, Posse Caucus, the people of color and indigenous people um, have, have asked for support for those of us to wear red, just to bring awareness to that. This is an ongoing issue. I think last summer there was a, a young woman who's a white lady who went on a road trip with her boyfriend and disappeared. Mm-hmm. And it was, Made news all National over. National news. National news. Absolutely. And this literally happens every day in our country to indigenous yeah. women, indigenous folks, and it does not get that level of attention. Um, and it's it's a, a huge problem. And so my indigenous colleagues asked us to, in support, wear red today. So I'm happy Excellent. to do that yeah. very small act in support. Way, way, way back at the beginning of the session, uh, there was a, there is an already an office established for, uh, missing and murdered indigenous women, correct? Yes. And then the house at least passed a bill that would have established the same thing for African American women. Is yes. that right? Yep. Okay. Do we know what the status of that bill is on the other side or I what's, was, what's going on? I was wondering that as well. Um, and I don't know what's happening in that other chamber over mm, there. Yeah. It's hard, hard to keep track. It's hard to, it's hard enough to keep track of what's happening in our side, but you know, I'll say this though: uh, your your chamber has a very transparent press corps that is very easy to work with when you need information. Oh, good. The other chamber 
not so much. Yeah, th- things are just structured differently yeah. in the two places I, I've learned. Yeah, so. I've, I've, I've learned how to how to circumnavigate yours, but I don't <laughs> know how to do the other one. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's, it's, I'll figure it out. It's okay. Um, and then um, Prince. Our Prince, guy. We, we, Our we, man. There's a Prince Memorial Highway. Or that as of well, the, the governor still hasn't signed it yet, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but um, the Senate passed this thing, right? The Senate passed it yesterday. Okay, okay. we passed it on the seventh anniversary of his passing. Passing, which yeah, which I think was last week uh, or the a- week April, before. April seventeenth, twenty sixteen. Okay, yeah. so that's the day that we passed it in the House. Um, so we had some of Prince Rogers Nelson's family and his Neat. dear friends who have been working on this with cool. the Department of Transportation for a long time because, of course, signs are brown or yeah, green. Right. And that just was not going to be okay. No, no, that ain't going to work for No. Yeah. So probably for almost <laughs> the seven years, um, folks have been working on trying to make sure the sign is purple. Nice. So um, also the stretch of highway that uh, goes past Paisley Park was already named. It was a memorial highway for mm-hmm. a former legislator. Okay. So a lot of work was done with that person's family to allow for a seven-mile stretch for the piece that goes by Paisley Park. Okay. Um, so that will be this summer. There'll be a, a ceremony and a renaming. Um, and I, I heard on a different radio station this morning that there's a big celebration at Paisley Park in June. Over a long weekend, you were listening to a different radio. Station I can listen to multiple radio stations. <laughs> I am talented. I I know how to change that dial. Yeah. Um. And so I'm not sure if it will coincide with that or some some other event, but um, that will be. It's it's really meaningful for folks in the house. I know the whole board lit up green, um, to support that very bipartisanly. That is fantastic. I think in the Senate there were some red votes. I don't know what. People's reasons would be, but um, yeah. in the people's house or yeah. over in hey, the, we we understand that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love that there was a little Bob Dylan music playing right. before I came right. on One Minnesota Boy, <laughs> and then we get to end talking about wrap Prince, it up with that another Minnesota. Well, boy. Representative Christy Purcell, we always do uh, appreciate your time and you coming in. You've got you've got to be just. Are you getting consecutive hours of sleep right now? Sometimes. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Well, uh-huh. we, we appreciate. Appreciate the work you're doing and hope on uh, May 23rd you go to bed for like 36 hours. I mean, a couple weeks would be great, yeah. but I do want to see my children. Well, there's that, that too, too, right? So. Okay. Yes, a couple more weeks, a couple more weeks. Okay. Well, Representative Purcell, thank you so thank kindly. Thank you.